Hey, all you Forexers out there, thanks again for joining us on Forex Radio. We've now reached number seven in our nine-part series where we're talking about the nine critical aspects that a Forex agent must master or integrate into their DNA in order to enjoy the dream business. What's a dream business, you ask? We talk about my version of the dream business in episode number 26. Today is going to be a juicy one. I love this topic. Once you get this and understand it fully, you can't help but enjoy the dream business. A 4X agent builds relationships. Hi, I'm Kelly Johnston, founder of the 4X Formula. And the big question is this. How are real estate agents like us able to create a constant stream of commissions and a constant stream of leads while enjoying life without wasting big budgets on branding, without working crazy hours, without worrying where the next deal's coming from in today's real estate market? This podcast is here to reveal the answers. I'm excited to talk about this subject matter because it's such a game changer in our business, in our real estate world. Not all businesses get to enjoy this option, actually. Businesses that sell a service or a widget don't get to create relationships with their customers necessarily. With the rise of the box store warehouse model, like it's less personal now. Do you agree with me on that? But we think we're getting a better deal, so we shop there. Do you remember that going into businesses and they knew your name? Do you remember when they asked you about your family? There was a bit of relationship there. I remember those days and and maybe I'm dating myself. I've just turned over 50, but I do remember that. The opportunity for that's getting more and more minimized now. So now with the uptick in online shopping, which I love, by the way, the opportunity for any type of relationship building is almost eliminated totally in retail kind of businesses now. But that's not so in real estate. I don't want to get to know my doctor really well because usually when you go to see the doctor, it's not for a positive reason. (laughs) Same thing with the same thing with a lawyer or or even an accountant. However, do you notice how we refer to these people? Oh, I got to go see my doctor or you will hear from my lawyer or I have to check with my accountant on that. Would you love people to refer to you as my realtor? You don't want people to refer to you as the realtor for sure. You see the difference? Now, when I utilize or hire or engage the services of anyone, I want to be a good consumer or a good customer myself because I see everyone as a potential opportunity. Even the guy hooking up my internet or cable is a potential client in my mind. Nobody gets left out. But when it comes to the people that provide a service to me, I'm not sure if they're thinking in their minds that they would like to solidify or build a relationship with me in an intentional way like we need to in our businesses. Does that kind of make sense? This is not something that's taught in school. It's not a thing that's taught in university either, but I know that the people that get it truly get it and they enjoy the fruits of that for absolute certainty. In our business, this is the first thing that needs to change. I hear it all the time. I hear it from other real estate professionals. I hear it from other real estate trainers all the time. I hear it from people that coach other realtors. I hear it from other people referring to our database and it and it just grinds on my mind like when someone sings off key or, or someone runs the needle over a record player of a record, right? You know that feeling? I just cringe, Ugh, drives me crazy. I can't stand it. They refer to people in their real estate businesses as customers. And you know, like that, that reveals to me immediately how someone's thinking about the people that they're supposedly serving. They put them kind of into um, 
like a one dimensional format and like categorize them as a consumer, a source of income or, or someone to sell something to. They're a customer. They will satisfy the customer with their desired outcome and then they're going to make some money. Now I can be way off base here, but to me, it also kind of creates a lowest common denominator type of thinking. Like these people are like a means to an end. What can I get away with before I get the results too? How, How can I close them better? How do I get the sale? Which is kind of almost like, like thinking more win lose in a way. What do we call that? Right? We call that a transaction. That's a transaction. We're performing a transaction between two parties. Now there's paperwork involved when we do deals. There's terms to be met. There, there are conditions to be satisfied. There's consideration. There's money involved. I get it. So we get paid to put two parties together, create a successful outcome, and then we get paid at the end of the transaction once it's complete. Now, I think you understand all this, but when you break it down in black and white facts, that's the truth. And that's how we conduct our business, right? So why does it grind on me so much? Let me ask you a few questions, okay? Do you agree with me? that we are in the people business. Do you believe that these people are making a pretty big life decision each time they do a transaction? Do they think that there are other aspects of the product that they're buying that would be pretty important other than just the product, the home? Does this transaction sometimes or just about every time carry with it a major life change? Can the transaction be emotional? Just about every single time, We learn stuff about these people that's pretty personal. We know about their finances, their credit challenges, their kids and their family, the quirky things that are important to them, the different things that that affect their lifestyle, their insecurities, their various various, um, personality traits, how savvy they are, how astute they are in their business transactions, how inexperienced they are. We learn very quickly what they don't know, how horrible they would be at negotiating if it were up to them, right? And how trusting or untrusting these people are. We learn a lot of stuff about these people. We can't help but get to know them a bit as we go through the journey together. It is that. It's a journey. We have a fiduciary duty to take care of these people. It's loaded into our code of conduct. It's spelled out in our rules of agency. People, this is a big deal. We are dealing with people. Guess what? Here's the other alarming fact. We are people. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes we forget. Newsflash. We are people dealing with people. Okay. So with this new information, (laughs) how do we operate with the golden rule in mind, right? This actually, the golden rule is actually written into our code of ethics, our code of conduct in our our real estate board for our area. And I'm I'm not sure if it is for everyone because I don't read every board's code of conduct. So how far do we take that golden rule? Treat others the same way that we would like to be treated. Okay, what, what, would, what would we like? What would we like? Let's start with that. Actually, you know what? Let's start with what we don't like, okay? Do we enjoy dealing with a necessary evil? Someone that's, that, that we have to settle with. Someone who has positioned themselves in a place that makes it unavoidable to deal with them. Do we enjoy working with someone who looks at us as a means to an end? Do we like working with someone who obviously doesn't care about us? Do we like working from a place of insecurity, feeling like someone may not be qualified to handle our affairs? Do we like dealing with someone who is late all the time? Do we like dealing with someone who is obviously unorganized and frazzled? (laughs) Do we like dealing with someone who is constantly using tricky words to talk us into things? Do we like dealing with people who uh, look like they're, they're doing this as a part-time gig? Do we like dealing with people who don't fulfill their promises? What do we like? 
How do we like to be treated? Do we like to work with people that we trust? Do we like to work with or consult with or deal with people that we like? Do we like people who are working for our best interests? People who have our back? Do we appreciate it when someone goes the extra mile? Do we feel good about paying a premium for something that's much better? Do we as humans have an inherent need to be listened to? Do we as humans, this means all of us, have an inherent need to connect with other humans? Yes. Yes. Yes, we do. We all do. This is normal. Do we like being involved in win-win relationships? Guys and gals, we need each other, man. We do. Also, do we all like to get a good deal or feel like, the, or, 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 or kind of feel that satisfaction that we made a great decision? Yes, we all do, right? We all do. Every transaction should be a win-win scenario. Everyone should walk away happy with the outcome. That feels good. Was it fair? Were all the expectations met? Were there some surprises or challenges? Maybe. How were they dealt with? How did the professional handle it? With integrity, with honesty, with professionalism, efficiently, with your best interest in mind? Your business. Okay, wait, wait, wait. First of all, do you think of your real estate profession as a building of a business? If you don't, you need to start thinking that way immediately. Start thinking that way. Transform. That's a paradigm shift that needs to happen in your brain right now. You are building a business. You must think that way. Okay, so think of it this way. Picture this. So a bricklayer is building a house of bricks. Okay, maybe this is the third little pig. <laughs> he's, he's building his house of bricks, okay? One brick at a time. It's unavoidable. Each brick has to be laid by itself. You can't just lay in like six bricks at once, right? The brick mason sees the next area where he needs to lay in the next brick, right? He scrapes in a layer of mortar, then puts, some, puts um, some on the brick, and then he lays the brick. He uses his trowel handle to tap the brick into place, and then he makes sure it's all level with the brick beside it, and then he moves on to the next brick. So this is the same as each client and contact that you meet and begin a relationship with. This is how you build your business. Each person has to be selected and then preparations have to be made in order for them to become part of your business. And then you have to take great care in order to lay them in properly. Then the mortar holds it all together. It needs time to cure and solidify. But once it's solid, it's hard to break down or knock away. Each person is like another brick to your business. The relationship is the mortar that holds it all together. This is a relational business. This is the business you want. Trust me, it's cheaper to maintain. It's solid and it's highly profitable. Treating your clients like customers, okay? So let's think of the alternate way. It's kind of like piling the bricks beside someone else's brick house. You just have a pile. You just accumulate a bunch of bricks, but they're not solidified anywhere. It's all in a pile, all different types and shapes. Some are broken, cracked, but they're all in the pile. So it makes you feel good because the pile looks impressive, right? Lots of bricks are good, right? You may have a few that you can stack neatly. You just kind of organize them. Some may stick around, but there's no solidification. There's no mortar. Not only that, but it's really easy for the next guy, the guy next door to grab a brick, put it on his house to solidify in his house. If it's not solidified on your house and it's in this haphazard pile, it's fair game for other bricklayers in this scenario. That's what it's like. That's transactional thinking. I just want bricks, more bricks, more bricks, more bricks. Just keep going after bricks, but not taking the time to organize and put them in place. Use mortar to keep them solidified to build the house. It's a waste of time, money, and energy. You see the difference? Does this analogy make sense? Building relationships is crucial to building the dream real estate business. 
So here's a list of just five benefits, and these are really good ones. There's lots of benefits, tons of benefits, but I broke it down to just five that I think are crucial for people to kind of get in their head. Number one, you build a solid business that will be solidified with a foundation that will withstand any market condition. There's a reason for that. Number two, you make more friends in your life, and that's awesome. Number three, you get a flood of referrals from these people. Number four, you're dealing with people you enjoy dealing with. Number five, you create a business of raving fan clients who are excited to do business with you. I can go on and on and on about the benefits. That's just a few for now. Believe it or not, this is a major differentiator. I'll explain. What's the absolute foundation of all relationship? What is the absolute foundation of all relationship? What is the first thing? The first thing is trust. It starts with trust. What has a more trusting tone? Customer or client? Transactional business or relational business? I think we want to trust each other. I do. Personally, my first inclination when I meet someone is to trust them. I want to trust them. I want to believe that people will tell me the truth. Now, sometimes I can be criticized for not being cynical enough for sure because I know I know that. I, I want people to trust me. I want them to know that I will not lie to them. I, I want them to know that I tell the truth to them even when it may be something that they don't want to hear. That's the way I operate. And so why shouldn't everyone operate that way, right? So that's maybe a little fault sometimes. But I do. I th but I think most people are like that. They actually want to trust people. So when I catch someone in a lie, that's it. I can't trust them anymore. Years ago when my kids were in elementary school, I spoke to them about what I call the trust account. I explained to them about how bank accounts work at the time. We we're kind of talking about that. And, and, that, and that they would soon be opening up bank accounts and, and learning the principles of saving money and putting a little bit away. And, but right around that time, my son did something. I can't, I can't remember what it was. It wasn't a big deal, but he, he didn't do what he said he was going to do. And I, I was relying on him to get that done. And it might have been something as simple as walking the dog so she didn't poop in the house or something. <laughs> anyway, I thought that this was a good time to make this a teaching moment with the kids. And I explained how a bank account works. Then I explained that when I put trust in them, it's like a bank account. Every time that they do what they say they're going to do, every time they tell the truth and act honorably, they make deposits into my trust account and build up trust with me. And the account builds up. And I explained that I know that it'll happen sometimes where they make a mistake or they screw up. And I knew I know it's going to happen because we're not perfect. When that happens, though, a withdrawal gets made out of the trust account. Now, it may have happened either on purpose or by accident, but they, if they've made enough deposits in the trust account, then I can continue to trust them. If they constantly make withdrawals, then it's harder and harder and harder and harder to trust them, right? And I told them that I want to be able to trust them. I asked them if they trust me. They said yes. I asked them if they ever felt that I ever let them down or failed to honor my words with them. And they said no. I told them that I would continue to make deposits because I wanted our relationships to be built on trust for the rest of our lives. And I think they actually got it. I have awesome kids. Like two of them are now adulting and my youngest is 16 at the time of this recording. I'm very proud of them. Do they let me down sometimes? Yeah. Are they perfect? No. Do they not do what they say they're going to do sometimes? Yeah. But I believe that we have an understanding and I know that I'm going to continue to hold up my end. So that's the story about the trust account. I love the analogy and I kind of came up with it on the fly at the time. <laughs> but think about it for a moment. This is how we need to build all of our relationships with trust first. So does it make sense to figure out how to earn their trust as soon as possible? Ask the question to yourself, 
How do I earn this person's trust? Sometimes, sometimes just asking the question over and over again can get you to the answer. Simple questions, simple questions can be powerful sometimes. So how does it start? By being a professional, by being accountable, by being organized, by being consistent, by operating intentionally. The, these aspects are crucial. So that's why we spend time on this subject matter, right? Does it make sense? Trust is the basis of all relationship. What happens when trust is compromised before you've had a chance to build up the trust account? What happens? The relationship will crumble. It's very hard to put back together again. Studies have shown that if someone is angry for some reason, it can be repaired. But if someone builds up resentment, it's very, very, very difficult to patch that together. Resentment builds when someone's let down, disappointed, or if they've been wronged in some way, or if it's perceived they've been wronged. If you have breached trust and, and, and can be perceived as taking advantage of someone, then resentment will spread like cancer and it literally will kill the relationship. I say this to new agents all the time. Earn their trust quickly and then never betray it. People's, people always want to know what to say, right? They want, they want some tricky scripts. It's one of the highest searched items on the internet for real estate professionals. Yes, I studied it. That's why we offer free scripts on our website. <laughs> so go get them anytime you want at 4xformula.com. Go get your free scripts. I've designed them in such a way so that you need to employ the mindsets that we teach in order to really maximize the impact of those scripts. And if you don't want to take our, our real estate course, will they still help you? Yeah, I totally believe they will. But after saying all of that, you don't have to practice a speech or memorize lines to be performed if you're operating in a way that's designed to gain trust and then ensure that you never betray that trust. Does that make sense? Okay, now let's take this and now apply it to marketing. Let's, let's apply it to our marketing approach. What's our message? How do we deliver the message? Who is the message directed to? What medium do we use? If you're now focused on relational marketing, how does that change your approach? Put some thought to this. This is where you need to be focusing. What is important to the people that you're marketing to? Listen to the podcast episode number 22 entitled Stop Saying Great Service to hear more about my thoughts on that. Think about, I think our time is done. This, is, uh, this one went on a little bit longer than I was uh, thinking. But anyway, <clears throat> thank you for sticking with me. I truly hope that you're getting value from these episodes. If you're on iTunes, please drop us a comment and a rating. It really helps. In the meantime, get on the wait list for the 4X Formula Real Estate course and we'll let you know once we start the launch. Next episode number 34 is all about referrals. So that's exciting. For now, go out there, make a great day. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that last episode. Here's the reality that you may or may not know. The top 20% of real estate agents take home 80% of the money out there, while the bottom 80% are fighting over 20% of the scraps that are left. Do you have a desire to be in the top 20%? If you're working hard and not sustainably making six figures of income and beyond, the problem is not you, it's your system. I struggled for years until one day the light bulb came on and I figured out how to simplify the real estate business. If you want to learn my secrets that anyone can implement immediately that I still use every day that pays me multiple six figures every year, go to 4xformula.com right now. That's 4xformula.com. The number 4xformula.com.